Uh, those of you at the back, you can come further forward if you want to. Don't have to feel uh, embarrassed to be in the back. Um, that's okay. Um, it's great to be here. Um, those of you that were here this morning may notice the lectern is at a 45-degree angle. It's quite exciting. And uh, who knows what's going to happen next. Um, it's good to be together. It's lovely to have God Central with us. It's good to be one church under one roof. And, uh, but we know, don't we, that church is about being graceful to each other. We're different, obviously. I'm a Tottenham supporter, and I noticed that Michelle over there has um, come dre- fancy dress. I think, I assume it must be that. Is it not? <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't actually know you that well. But, uh... <laughs> so this is Harry. We used to be friends. Um... Oh, he comes to my church. It doesn't matter. Um... <clears throat> Fifth, uh, sixth. What is it? Seventh? Anyway. So, let's open with a joke. Let's move on from football. It's probably a good thing. So, uh, there was an Ameri- in America, there was a guy uh, on a bridge getting ready to jump. And, uh, and a guy was walking back from church, just come from a, his church meeting. And as he saw this guy getting ready to jump off the bridge, he thought, I better stop him. And he said, hey, don't do it. The guy on the bridge replied, no one loves me. Why shouldn't I jump? And the guy said to him, God loves you. Do you believe in God? And the man on the bridge said, yes, I do. And so he said, do you, are you a Christian? And the man on the bridge said, yes, I'm a Christian. He said, so am I. And the man said, brilliant. And the guy said, are you a Protestant or a Catholic? And the man on the bridge said, I'm a Protestant. He said, me too. And then he said, what sort of franchise do you belong to? That's a real story. And he said, I'm a Baptist. And the man said, so am I. And he said to the man on the bridge, what kind of Baptist? Are you a Northern Baptist or a Southern Baptist? The man on the bridge said, well, actually, I'm a northern... No, hang on. No, there's a northern Baptist. I should read what I've written down. I'm a northern Baptist. And the man said, same here. I also am a northern Baptist. He said, hang on a minute. Are you a northern conservative Baptist or a northern liberal Baptist? The man on the bridge said, I'm a northern conservative Baptist. That's why I've got to read it now. He said, me too. And then he said to the man on the bridge, hang on. Are you, a, hang on, are you a northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region or a northern conservative Baptist eastern region? And the man on the bridge said, I'm a northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region. He said, me too. He said, well, hang on a minute. Are you a northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes region council of 1879 or a northern conservative Baptist Great Lakes regional council of 1912? And the man on the bridge said, I'm actually a Northern Conservative Baptist Great Lakes Regional Council of 1912. And the man said, die, you heretic, and pushed him off. <laughs> it's good to be together. I'm glad you laughed at that. <laughs> it's good to be in one place. And our unity isn't around all the fluff that goes around church. It's about the gospel and the truth of the living God that we love. Um, I grew up, in a, became a Christian, grew up in any church actually, I became a Christian at a Baptist church, I attended a Church of England church very briefly when I went out with a girl, that, didn't, that was obviously a disaster, it's not Andrea, it's somebody else, um, I worked at an international church in the subcontinent, um, my previous church to so this one was a brethren church, and now I find myself in a congregational church, so if ever you're at a pub quiz on church denominations, Do not have me in your team because I have absolutely no idea where any of them are. I get very confused. But there's one denomination that confuses me more than any other, and it is the Church of England. Now, I'm not knocking the Church of England before Mary gets worried, Um, but when I was there for those nine months, liturgy, lectionary, whatever the other word is, the other L, and the Book of Common Prayer confused me absolutely no end. And I'm not very Anglican. I hope you can tell that. Maybe you can't. Um, I'm not particularly 
uh, Anglican. But what used to confuse me was that every single Sunday had a special title. People would say to me, oh, hello, young man. I was only 16 at the time. What are you doing to celebrate the second Sunday of Epiphany? I think, what's Epiphany? And why is there two Sundays to celebrate? Should I have got gifts for my nan or something? And actually, just put your hands up. Let's see how Anglican you are. Who's celebrating Candle Mass on the 2nd of February? Oh, Mary, put your hand up. That'd be right. That good on you? Good. Uh, did anybody celebrate the third Sunday before Lent? Second Sunday before Lent? You sure you're Christians? <laughs> Presumably you celebrate the first Sunday before Lent. <laughs> Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford? Mark Kimber. Did you celebrate Palm Sunday? Yeah. Phew. Praise the Lord. But you know, this Sunday is also a very special Sunday in the Christian calendar. Do you know what today's called? Sorry? Oh, no, no, no. It's not actually a wrong palm. Sorry. You're actually incorrect. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said, actually, but don't worry. Um, Second Sunday of Easter. You're wrong as well, Mary, I'm afraid. Um, I thought you were a bit of an Anglican there. But do you know what today's called? Sunday. Thank you. It wasn't a trick question. It's got 10 points for Holly in the front row. Today is called Sunday, just so you know. In case if you go home, what day is it? Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday. I'm so sorry. Um, but do you know what? We've been calling Sunday by a very special term for many, many years as Christians. The church has been referring to Sunday simply as the Lord's Day. We say, oh, it's the Lord's Day, don't we? And that's been, church has used that term for a long time. In fact, every Sunday, forget the second Sunday of Advent or Epiphany or whatever, every Sunday is the Lord's Day. Why such a title? Because the Lord's Day means the day of our Lord's resurrection. Every Sunday is the Lord's Day of resurrection. The reason we meet on a Sunday is because that's the day Jesus Christ rose from the grave. What we forget often in our Western non-Jewish context is that the very first generation of believers were Jewish. And they worshipped God on a Saturday. They worshipped God on Saturday because that's when God rested from his creation. We ch- it was changed to Sunday because that's the day of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we rest from our life of sin through him. The resurrection was so important to those early Christians. It changed their day of worship. It changed their mission, changed their passion. It changed their attitude to absolutely everything. They knew that first church, that they served a living king. They served a living king. Those early disciples would then go out into all the world to make disciples for him and even give their lives knowing that when they did that, the living Lord Jesus was going with them. The Great Commission, uh, which is going to come up on the screen behind me maybe, um, Jesus said three really important things to his disciples. The first thing he said was, all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. What authority? Well, if you were to go to John chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus would say to his disciples, I have authority to lay my life down, but not just that. I have authority to pick it up, to take it up again. When Jesus said to his disciples, all authority in heaven and on earth, he was talking, amongst other things, about his resurrection. I've got the authority to give my life down and to pick it up again of my own accord. The second thing he would say is, because of that, therefore, go and make disciples. Because I'm the resurrected king who has authority over everything, 
Go and make disciples. If you're a member of any church for more than about five minutes, you'll know that people that talk at the front love Greek words. Uh, I don't know if you love, could you love Greek words, Ben? Not as much as you should. Not as much as you should. No, no, okay. <laughs> but we love a Greek word. We love to say from the front, oh, the Greek word for that is a doulos. And that carries the sense of this, or doulai. And we love it. But in Greek, the word go in the Great Commission, do you know what it means? Go. There's no messing about with it. There's no kind of, but it also means run or hop. It means go. Just go. Get out. Actually, what it means is, why are you still here? It's that kind of go, actually. Why are you still here? But there's no kind of messing around with it. Jesus said, just go. I'm alive. I've taken my life up. Just go. And then the Great Commission ends with those words of comfort. I'll be with you always until the end of the age. And that isn't just some vague, hey, guys, you've got my support. I'm with you. That's Jesus saying, because I'm alive... I'm going with you wherever you go. And the amazing truth is that even though they would watch their Messiah ascend into heaven through the power of the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, he would actually then go with them into the mission field, into the world. You see, the resurrection for those first disciples was everything. It was their salvation. Romans chapter 4, verse 25 says this. Can't you see? Is it going to say something? Oh, good because he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification Jesus' resurrection means that we are saved without the resurrection all of us are doomed the resurrection is a driving force behind our mission Luke 24, 46 to 47 says Bing. Um, he said, he told them this is what is written the Christ will suffer and will rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sin well, he preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. Because he died for our sin and he rose again, that means we know we can be forgiven of everything we've ever done wrong. The resurrection was the source of their hope. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. It is our hope because Christ rose from the dead. Romans chapter 6 verse 5, hang on, says, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly be united with him in his resurrection. Then another verse 34 of chapter 8 says, who is he that condemns Christ Jesus who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding, talking on our behalf. The resurrection was our early church's power. Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. It was a source of the early church's power and it proves their faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17. If Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you're still in your sin. The early church, the resurrection, was their salvation. It was their source of hope, the driving force behind their mission, their power, their hope and what proved their faith. I heard a great quote. That's a complete lie, actually. Whenever anyone at the front says, I heard a great quote this week, what that means is they Googled a great quote for their talk. This week, I Googled a great talk for this, and it says this, the Gospels do not explain the resurrection. The resurrection explains the Gospels. Belief in the resurrection is not an appendage to the Christian faith. It is the Christian faith. So why am I saying this tonight? Well, three things. Number one, because today is Resurrection Sunday. Because it is the Lord's Day today. Because Jesus 
is alive. Thank you. Good. I'll say it again, shall I? Jesus is alive. Thank you. And when you go home, guess who goes with you? The living Lord Jesus. Thank you. He goes with us. I'm going to play a very short video. Please ignore the phrase preview only. Um, that was a mistake on the editor's part. Um, but just watch this and then we just finish off. This is what they felt like when it happened. And today, it's how we should feel too. Because what it meant for them, it means for us. What it meant for them, it should mean for us. I think the church is dead and lifeless when it forgets it's got a risen saviour. I think the church is powerless and limp when it forgets that Christ defeated death. And how often do we just think of our faith as historical? It's that thing that happened all those years ago. We don't say the right words, but sometimes we forget the passion of the truth. And the truth is, your Lord faced death, was nailed to a cross, put in a tomb, having been killed, that was definitely dead. And on the third day, the stone was rolled away and he came back to life. That is the source of everything we have. Without that moment, this is all a fantastic waste of our time. But the tragedy is so many churches act like it never happened. And it seems like it never happened. Because we're sometimes the most miserable people on earth. Or the least powerful people on earth. We have the message that says you can die tomorrow and live forever. We have the message that you can be the worst sinner on the planet... But Christ is the one that can forgive you. We have the one that if we pray to him, he will do miracles. He will answer great prayers. But we are often the ones that hide our light under a bowl, under a bushel, under our beds because we don't want to be embarrassed. But we have the message that transforms people. How often do we keep that a secret? Shame on us as Christians if we keep the resurrection of Jesus Christ to ourselves. Is there anything else like in all of human history? No. Not one thing ever happened like Easter Sunday. Nothing. And we have it. It's like being on a plane with one parachute and not telling anyone where it is. Or the key to the parachute locker. That's pretty better, isn't it? And not telling anyone where it is. I've got mine on. I'll be all right. Christ is still risen. So go. Literally, go on. We're about done. Um, We're going to sing them more. But at this point, when we finish, go. I just go home. 
but literally go. Go in that very simple way and tell somebody this week, Christ is still risen. Not, he did. Take past tense out of our language for a change. And let's put present tense in. He did, he is. And get someone to trust in him, please. And let's go knowing that he goes with us. And let's start seeing two sets of footprints when we walk along the road, and not one. Because Jesus Christ is in this room with us this evening. And when you go home, he's in the car with you. He's at work with you tomorrow, at school, at college, wherever you might be. If you're retired, he's also sitting on the settee with you as you watch telly when you said you'd do DIY. He's with you. And we are the ones who take him with us. So don't hide him. Take him, because he is already with you. Let's say a little prayer, and then we'll we're sing again. Father God, we just thank you. Lord, just for such a brilliant video. I love it, Lord. And I just think it's such a great, simple message, but so powerful. He is still risen. Lord, forgive us for when we act like he rose and that's it. Lord, the Christian message is that he defeated death, he ascended to heaven, and Lord, we know that he will come back to judge the living and the dead. When the trumpet sounds, he will return. He will come in glory, Father God, because he is the living king of kings. Everything is under his feet. We are his ambassadors, his people. We are his We are not our own. We are servants of the Most High. So, Lord, may we remember today that Jesus Christ is with us. We are not alone. But, Lord, we are meant to take that message into our world. And may we do it with confidence, like the early church, even willing to give up our reputations for it, even our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.